0: So, we saw in the previous year that the first stage is a big celebration to thank the Rav Desaradagain of the fact that they were victorious over Shimshon. And part of the celebration is to bring Shimshon to amuse them. The Passock says, Yesachik Lefanenu, is going to amuse us. Now, what was the Lesson that Shemeshin was meant to learn from that. That he has both been the reason for this big celebration for Avedhazara, and not only that, but he is an unwilling participant in the festivity of Avedhazara. So, like everything else, this is an interconnected meeting. When the Gemara is talking, discusses the dinner of a boiler amis, a person who has relations with a non Jew. So, the Gemara learns from a Pasuk that says that what makes it so severe is that it uses the Pasuk of Ba al Pas el literally means it's involved with someone of a different religion, the Pas el But the Gemara says from that that in a certain way it's like a desire. That it's like it would be also to connect in some way to an So. By being in a relationship with a non that's in some way also compared to being involved in avodazara. Not in the sense that a person is respecting the avodazara, that's uh, not the context of what a person is doing, it's not like an avodah, of something respectful, or something um, which gives reverence to the avodazara, but nevertheless, that's giving kayak to the avodazara, in some way. And that's what Shem showing you also like we saw before, and that was the Averia really which Shimshon was responsible for. Whether the Plishni, wives he took, really were well going, or even if they were garim, it wasn't a good garim. But the complaint in Shimshon, which is why he lost his strength, is because of his, uh, the Averia of having a relationship with Aplishti. And what Shimshon has shown in is that you're the catalyst for giving cover to the Zara, which comes from uh, intermarrying with Al and therefore he was shown by the celebration that this is the result of what he did. This is the covenant that you gave to the Zara, which is why what exactly the fish meant when they thanked uh, the a Dagon dogon for the victory of Shimson, it was because they understood that there was uh, what made Shimson, so to speak, lose his uh, divine abilities and his strength was the fact that he had, he had been involved. With somebody of a different religion, and that was what caused them to lose it. He has a originally, or it was just an essence for Shimshon to learn that you see the result of what you did is the Kedar Hashem that it caused. So that was the message Shimshon was meant to learn. Uh, also, why they brought Shimshon to a to museum was the same idea. The, the idea of the Avodah Zarah, which comes from being in a relationship with non isn't respect for Avodah Zarah. It's a different kind of worship of Vedizara, which is always the referred to is the it's like, It's a different kind of service of Vedizara. Not from reverence, but from irreverence. Just like, for example, in other times, with the Azov, is This is one example to the other times as well, that the Muslim of tzvik, in a sense, is a way of worshiping of Vedizara, but not in the way of giving cover to the desire, or fearing the Vedizara. It's in the way of, so to speak, uh, Giving a certain power that a person has to And when was used as a way to, so to speak, increase the cover of Alvedezara, then he understood this, which the result of the Alvedezara he did. This was the medical argument. What is this? It's giving power to Alvedezara. To explain a bit better. There's a the new side over here. There's two kinds of service Alvedezara. The one is a service Ka'en Gubayah. It's just like in the base of there were certain things which were done as korbanas or as ishtachavaya, things which show respect, things which show here as Hashem in uh, the Havdil. The Oved Avayil tried to copy that and make a similar kind of service, which, like the Gemara says, anything which was done in the Vesemikdash, to do the same for an is Hazara, is That's serving Avayil in place of service of Hashem. And that's uh, replacing, so to speak, what should be Avayil Hazara with worship of Avayil but there was another form of worship of Zarah also. And that is not the way it was we serve Hashem, exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. That instead of, so to speak, exchanging Avedez Hashem for Zarah, it was the reverse. Which means Avedez Hashem was meant to be something which brings to Yira, it brings to Kavad, it brings to respect. And then Zarah wanted to go the opposite way. And wanted to work with the Rat in the sense that it erodes that Kavad and respect. And therefore, other the it would encourage an atmosphere of holiness, an atmosphere of emptiness, an atmosphere of of abandon, where people would do all kinds of events And that was a, a service of our desire which is really the service of Ra. In other words, it's the way that breaks down any any concept of covet or or respect, and then gives people free reign to do whatever bad they want to do. Deifies Ra? It it, it doesn't. It, so to speak takes away the the chashivos of whatever Avetous there is, and it makes a, a counter of something which now allows anything bad to happen. And well, so, the so. So the would be the reason why people were getting involved in this. Even today in cults, we see that as well. There's some cults which are trying to simulate something of seriousness, of hashevas, of respect. and something exactly the opposite. It, it makes the atmosphere where everything is mutter. It erodes any sense of value, any sense of hashevas that there is, and uh, we have that kind of Avetous too. That's va'yikumen le'tzachek. That the the service of a is through tzachek. The service of is through irreverence, through frivolity, fr- through, fr- frverity, through uh, making things not important. And then again, when we say that a person is ba'al is considered a certain kind of a desire it's not a desire of Exactly the opposite. It's uh, working with a desire which allows everything. And that's uh, that's what the idea of using the word s'choik in context of it as is. And something which like we said when we spoke about Latinas something which makes things not important. Now therefore when they use Shimshan as a so to speak something to make fun of, an object of ridicule to in the in the so to speak, as a way that they were going to show the importance of of their religion, of their God, the Dagon, so then Shimshon understands this is the a Knigmita. This is uh, the very, really, and the deeper sense of what he was doing. And therefore, the Shimshon wants to rectify the philolation. Shimon wants to rectify the philolation. And how is he going to do that? So, we know we're going to up to the stage where, at this time, couldn't resist him. He didn't have his strength, so he wasn't able to resist them. That was part of the, of the mockery they made out of him. And someone who had been so strong, and someone who was afraid of, they could not make him act in a ridiculous fashion, make fun of him, make fun of him and make him be used as an object of ridicule and he couldn't do anything about it. So we saw that Hashem now wants directed by the So he asks the person leading him, we saw last night, to help him rest and hold himself up on the two pillars, basically as if to support himself. And now, we're holding by our It's interesting, normally when the double name of Hashem is used as a reason for that, we'll see here as well. He's remembering. And give me back my strength. One more time, he Hashem's name again. Let me take revenge of one of my eyes from the Prishtim. So we know what Shimshon wants to do, and we see the next pasuk. Shimshon holds him to the two the two pillars which he was which was touching, so he grabs the pillars, which is holding up this whole structure, this whole building with all the Krishna are in. And he pushes them. He puts his weight on them both sides. and basically he pushes out both the pillars, the whole building collapses. I'm going to die with the Prishtim, also realized that he was going to die, the building would fall on top of him, because he was in between the pillars. but at least all the Prishtim will die too. He pushes with all his strength, and Hashem answers his tefillah, and he gives him back his tremendous strength, normally a person can't push over a building. The entire building collapses, and all the Prishtim die as the end in the ruins. And that was more people that he killed in his death than he killed in his lifetime. Um, we don't know how many people it was. It says that there were 3,000 people on the roof. It says the house was full of fish. It doesn't tell us a number. But it must have been thousands of people that all died when, when Shimshin brought the building up. Now, let's understand what Shimshin is And we'll talk about it on a number of different levels. Firstly, so there were a right lot of the, important fish. And besides was it. right, it was all the officers of the fish in And that's what you're going to see. It took 20 years for the fish team to. Reorganize themselves and they gave the kaiyshul another twenty years of rest from the peshtim because they were too destroyed or too disorganized to do anything. So Shimshon, in his death really kept kaiyshul for another twenty years subsequently. Now what was trying? What does let's look at what Shimshon was trying to do from a number of angles. Firstly, why was it committing? Why is this the case of, of someone who wants to commit suicide? Because he knew that by crashing by pushing over the building, he's going to get crushed. Oh, so the question is, what was Shemshul's hata, so to speak? Basically, the kid himself. Yes, he killed a lot of fish at the same time, but what was the hata to kid himself? So we find in the Mufar three different inter- explanations of, not just in Shemshul's case, but in other cases in the Nakh as well, when there would be a hata for a person to give up his life and cause his own death. The first one is, in a case where a person knows he's going to get killed anyway, and if that's the case, to avoid getting killed, he's going to die anyway. So then, in a case like that, it's not considered suicide. Obviously the question that is, is a principle in Halakha was called Chayesha, and that is, that if even for a minute of life, that's still life. And therefore, if a person is going to get killed, not right now, but in the future, so what is had to shorten his life for killing himself now? This, this is the argument normally given to explain King Shal. When you get to that, that he knew he was going to get killed by Krishna, but nevertheless, he preempted it and killed himself. So that wasn't a suicide. So, one of the answers, unfortunately, is because he was told in the you're going to get killed. Shmuel uh, told him, So it was just a matter of time. So, Macheskiyo never himself. Uh, that was a uh, He was told that he are getting punished with the Jibah. Over here, he was told this is the Jibah. It wasn't that you, that, uh, the, if you give yourself up, we'll you uh, get you up. <laughs> that was the way to do kapara for what he did wrong. Remember, Shaul was also over in Hashem. And Khilil Hashem is at to Muslim. So he was told, this is the way you're going to get kapara. So, but now the question is, what about the Chayal? So that's not a good enough answer on its own, but it's something which we can use to mitzareth, and you the can bring to one, to another sparer as, as well. So the second khashban, um, which is discussed specifically by Shumshon, is let's on a battlefield. Unfortunately, this is sometimes a practical shaila on a battlefield. A person knows that he can storm an enemy position. Uh, he's probably going to get killed, or he can blow himself up to and take down an enemy battalion with him. Whatever the case is, but it will help blow because it will help the, the the army. Because by by killing himself and taking down a position, or killing however many enemy soldiers at the same time, so he's going to stop the advance of the enemy. Is a motive to do that? Is the motive for a person to give up their life in the in the in the situation of a battle? Or if we say no, the person has no right to kill himself, even if it's in you know, something which would help, let's say, the whole war or the whole army, whatever it's going to be. That's a discussion. It definitely, other people's going to be that. That's not considered suicide. The mitzvah of a battle is people get killed, and if a person wants to die a martyr, a hero, on the behalf of saving everybody else, that's not also. Unfortunately, this comes up. You have a group of soldiers, and uh, some uh, enemy throws a grenade. So now one soldier has a chance; he can jump in the grenade and with his body, shield everybody else, but he's going to get killed. Is the motive him to do it? Is in other motive in the in the situation of battle to give up one's life either to help the army or to save other people. And if that's the case. The one of the explanations they use for Shimshon is this was a battle. It wasn't an open battle between the Jewish people and the Bishnim, because, like we've seen many times, the Jewish people weren't up to that was Ashimshan's battle with the Klishti. And if that's the case, this was a winning stroke. He could, as we saw, he could bring down the entire the Plishti hierarchy and uh, would destroy the enemy. This would be a, a decisive, so to speak, victory in the battle against the Klishti. And if that's the case, the post game would say that it wouldn't be a considered suicide because, in a case like this, it would be muttered to, to win a war even if he's going to die in the process, so, which is brought in the post game And that is, if a person by dying can not Russian in other words, is it such a cheshpen also? The Hadakhah is that the punishment for the Chilul Hashem um, is missing. And you describe her the muslim. And let's suppose the person realizes, I've made a Chilul Hashem. I have a way to fix the Chilul Hashem by dying. Is a method to die, to make a Kiddush Hashem. Now that's not such a practical thing, because normally by dying a person isn't making Kiddush Hashem. It's just making the Chilul Hashem worse. And in most cases, people realize they've done something wrong and they're caught for it. And now they go and kill themselves. It just makes a bigger chiddush. So they aren't actually achieving anything. They're making things worse. But this would be a unique example of a case where a person, or oh, would be able to make a kiddush Hashem by, by, by killing himself. Why? Because this whole party was to show look how great Dogon is. dogon grave a Shimshan. And uh, now if Shimshan manages to destroy everybody, it is actually the other way around. That's not covered to Dagan. He Shimshan, the, the captive who they had brought, the killer they had been victorious over. He was the to destroy them all. And therefore, Shimshon understands that there are three cheshpun in because the first can say, what Shimshon thought, he was allowed to kill himself. The, the first one being, he was going to get killed anyway. The were just keeping him alive to make fun of him, but after they wanted to kill him. The second one being, that um, it was a, in, a, in a battle situation. He was allowed to, like he says, Thomas left and i Pishon, going went to die to kill the Pishtim too, and lastly to make the Pishon There's another cheshpun which is given specifically by Shemshem, and that is not as a rule and when Smutter forgotten to kill himself for whatever other reason, it's specifically here. And that is Shem didn't really have a way to kill himself. He needed Hashem to answer his twila. And if that's the case, it wasn't like he decided to take his life in his own hands. He doesn't. I said Hashem, like if if it's going if you're going to give me the strength, it means you want me to do it. And therefore, it was uh, if Hashem gave him the strength to push down the building, it was obviously a certain come in Hashiman to what he wanted to do. In other words, but he didn't have his strength. And the fact that Hashem would give it back to him specifically in order to do this, that was part of the Tverin. And so now when Shemshin died the we answer, it's because that was part of the Haftakha from the beginning. And was was given the strength because he was a nazi and therefore he was meant to be the Mashiach Yisra. Shimshon lost that. So he didn't have it, so to speak. He didn't deserve it anymore. And we say there's two aspects. Therefore, there was a certain element of Naism which Shimshon was asking for, and that would uh, be understood as a Hasidom what he wanted to do. Okay, so that's the, the first one. What <laughs> Shimshon intended to do was to rectify the Chilal Hashem, and the way to do that was to show that not that Dogon had, uh, had overcome all the way around. Shimshon can now, so to speak, uh, uh, take revenge on the Pleshtim. Then we will that uh, there wasn't uh, anything to, to thank their God for because on the contrary it was just a source of a tremendous uh, down, downfall for them. Okay. Now let's look at the tefillah of Shemshim. You'll see two or three interesting things in what he asks for. The first thing, what does he mean, Zahreinina? Remember me. So, Chazal says, Gemara Rashi, brings it over here, and that is, he says, Hashem, remember the 20 years that I was a sheikh in the Klai Yisrael. It's interesting. In other words, what as saw as his schuss wasn't the times he had fought the Christian before and one. Uh, the times that he had, uh, so to speak, fought, uh, saved Israel from the Christian. What he saw as his schuss was the 20 years that he had, he had been shaved at Israel. And in those 20 years, he said, I never took from them a single thing. I, 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 I was shaved at Blay Israel completely, the Shem Shemshemim. I didn't get any benefit from them. I didn't ask for any salary. I didn't ask anyone to do me a favor. That, that's the schuss he had. Why is why is that the schus that he wants to remember now? So can you know why the schus of what he did for Qayshara? And the answer is because everything which you had to do with the Tishtim, the but is was a nice. There was a nice day. Hashem gave him the strength to do it. So they say, Hashem, remember what I did, it wasn't you did, Hashem did. on the contrary, you've been that was listening the whole way through. And therefore Hashem is looking for something which he did. And therefore he says this Hashem this look what I did as opposed to what you did for me so he looks to what did he do, which didn't involve Nesim? And that was the fact that of this is wrong. Um, that's the first point. And the second point he asked for is, Just this one time. Why did he only ask? So in other words, Shimshon understood that he was going to die. There's no point in asking for more than that. Why didn't Shimshon ask, Give me back my strength forever? Like, not just one time. Or, in a, in a way that he could, never not have to bring the building down. Hashem gave him back his strength, and he could break his bonds. and go and fight. Why, why? Why was it understood Hashem was asking for one time, and he knows he's going to die in the process. And this goes back to what we said before. Hashem wants to the He realizes from the whole thing that he has caused the Hashem, He understands that the of is Ad and therefore he understands that's what he needs to die for this. But at least in a way which rectifies the chilul Hashem. So he asks one more time, and that way I can undo the undo the Hashem which was caused. And I'll take revenge on one of my eyes from the Krishna. Now, what does it mean by that? So, even though we saw previously that the reason why Shemisha was blinded was a certain onus to Shemisha for he did wrong. But this is a kal of which the Raman tells us, and the Ramban says the same thing, it's like a Muslim. and that is, it's true that one person suffers because of what they did wrong, what they deserve, but the person who caused them suffering also deserves to be punished. So it's true that Shemshim deserved to lose his eyes. That doesn't justify the plishtim for doing that thing. And therefore, he has a time on the plishtim. The plishtim caused him damage, so to speak. The plishtim injured him, maimed him, in a case where they did something wrong. It's true he deserved the clap But clap the they the they they would do the wrong thing by, so to speak, by mutilating him, by blinding him. And that's what he asks for the ability to pay back the Prishti for what they did wrong. So it's in the common huh? Right, so that's in the common for the Prishti. And that's what in your case I heard from Hashem, that Hashem is going to use a certain nation to punish the hidden Right, and the same thing. Then take like revenge on them, because that's in the common for what they did wrong. And that's exactly what Hashem is going to do. At um, uh, the promise. end of Hazino, Hashem is exactly the same thing. Kha'israel, what it does in Hazino, Kha'israel did wrong, Kha'israel deserve to be punished, Kha'israel is going to be punished, but in the end, the Nakam In the end, it's going to be Nakamah against the enemy, because a true Klai Israel deserve to be punished. They didn't have the right to do the, to, to to afflict us. They didn't have the right to execute the punishment. And that's okay. this is the case. is a concept of Nakamah, and that's what Shimshan asks for here. Why just one eye? Why just one eye? So here's the Chazal say this also. And that is, one eye in this world, the other, the other eye he's keeping for Ilam Aba. Now, we have to say, what does he mean by that? That's Allah should look the but what does he mean by that? it wasn't supposed to lose his eyes. It wasn't supposed to lose his eyes. It's not like he was saving a supposed for Ilam Aba. And um, what he said was that he wanted that with the plishnum, Safi here is going to be in the coming for one of his eyes. But for Ilam, well, he he's not being my the plishnum. He still the time in the Ilam also. Um... That's one point. What's the value That's one point, now, another point. The, the, the question is that what, if Shemshu's intention was to rectify the Chilad or if Shemshu's intention was that by, so to speak, being able to destroy this whole building with all the Christian, I'm going to, so to speak, decisively win the battle against the Christian. Then if that's the case, was this khan what he did here also? Is it that he asked Hashem for a chesit, let him do it. But do we look at it as something which he deserves to be rewarded for? Is that something to do because the Maisa? Do we say that the fact that he is willing to give up his life in order to, to ratify a the Hashem? Or in order to protect Klaus from in the future, whatever it's going to be? Do we see the Maisa as being something which he deserves to be rewarded for as well? And it's interesting because on this there's a discussion in the first on this point, there even is a, 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 a Shetzel which says that uh, in the past, like, yigra mitzadik that is, a Tzadik doesn't lose his eye. He's talking about Shem That even the eye, he offered to give up in order to take revenge on the Pishtim, it doesn't get taken away from him. Because since the he was using as an opportunity to fight for, for Israel or to rectify the Hashem, then not only wasn't he punished for it, he deserved to be rewarded for it also. Which is another Hashem. There's another Peshatia also from the Baniyada. It's very interesting. He brings a story from the Khidat. The Khidat brings a story from Shem Magdalim that there was, in his time, the Da'an, the Basin of Mitzrayim. Was, uh, he had called Rav Khaim Kapusi. Haim, k-? kaputi or kaputi? Kapusi. And uh, when Rav Kapusi got older, he went blind. And he heard people were saying about him. That, uh, that the reason he went blind is that was taking practice. And that's why the Torah says, Sheikh Avid, and Chafami. Sheikhi is blind people. So he started hearing these rumors being said that he was a basin for a long time. he went blind, he wasn't such an honest basin. He wasn't taking practice. So the Qida'ah and Shaman go and the story that this Al-Khan Qibusi was an old man at the time. He, he goes on Shabbos that everyone was gathered in the main shill in Mitzrayim. In, and he goes in front of Aaron Kodesh and he says Hashem people are saying that the reason I went blind is because I took bribes. He says Hashem you know the Emmas. And I'm asking you, if you want if it's true that I never took a bribe in my entire life, then Hashem please show everybody that I didn't take a bribe by giving me back my asset. So there's a proof here that it wasn't that I never took bribes. So I Hashem did the next and Hashem gave him back his vision. And he said he saw in in Chaim own handwriting the story written, But he signed it, that this is the this is what happened to me. And the story brought the the So it says in that, that that's what Shimshin's intention over here. Shimon says, "Zacharyna, that was a shayfet klayis for twenty years, and now I I end up being blinded. Let nobody say that the reason I was blinded by the plishdim was because as a shayfet I wasn't a fair shayfet. I took bribes as a shayfet. And how is Shem going to do that? He doesn't have eyes anymore." said, Hashem, my eyes make me defeat the And then it shows that I lost my eyes for something else I did wrong. It wasn't for it wasn't for being a, a dishonest shepherd. And that's why I put the two things together. Zakhrani know that I was a shepherd, but remember me as a shepherd. That I never I was never dishonest as a shepherd. I was never took a bribe as a shepherd. And therefore, give me the scuffs of my shadayinai. will make it clear that uh, it wasn't because of, I, I misused my position as a shepherd. that I deserved to be blamed for taking bribery. And that's why give me back the scuffs. And that's he asked for one of them, because one he wants why I'm above. But he says at least the source of one of the things that I did, that as a Shaykh I didn't misuse I didn't misuse my eyes to take anything I didn't deserve, give me now to help me defeat the question. One more point I want to discuss. And then this point that's also very interesting. And that is, is a person allowed to trade swussing to get swussam? Can a person give up a swurz that they have in order to get a bigger swiss? That's the Sunisans do. The he this what he's saying is, Hashem, give me the scope of one of my eyes, which I deserve as a shepherd, that I was, didn't deserve to be blinded, in order that I can bring down the building and kill the fish, then. And if that's, if that's considered, like we said before, the Mesa Mitzvah, so that's the case, and I'm getting a bigger squs for that. How do you know what's the biggest squs? How do you know what's the biggest squs? Yeah, again, you says in others. you don't know what's considered a bigger biker squs. To, to save the rabbit Okay, you've been a shepherd 20 years, who knows what? What that means? Again, you're right. And the question is here also. Is it, is it, is, would, is the Killing person. The ship, ship, the so when the Chavitz Chaim talks about this, this is not good. Do. We don't have the Cheshpur. We don't offer us for other things. That's when you the right. He understood when he's in this situation that it was for him to ask the Kaddish Barakal to give him the Chhus of one of his eyes in order to, in order to destroy the rest of the, 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 the nobility of the pishkin. Uh, one more point. We went, we've always spoken about Shimshon, about an explanation of what he saw the nevah of Yaakov, he to down, which he he was talking about himself. And now he sees the fulfillment of the last part of the nubur. We said before that Shimshon saw, when all the things he did was like in a side way of attacking the pishkin, was the way a snake attacks. It like strikes and then it goes somewhere else, so doesn't remain to fact the whole time. It's, like, it's random, like a gorilla, what like, makes strikes, or strikes, and then it goes. But now he sees the last part of what he said, and that is the point that, that just like a snake can bite the horse and the rider falls off, and that is by standing and by bringing down the building, which is like the ekveh and everyone on top of it is going to crash. And that's, uh, that was the end of the uh, Nabur, which which you saw the Akhub Avinu, which is, uh, which is the final, the final act of his life. The last point, we, saw, we spoke about this also, asra the end of the Vora Abdan, the Akhub Hashem. So we know what Rashi says, and that is that Yaakov Akhub saw that Shimshan wouldn't be Maslir, and therefore he says Hashem must love to wait for the girl to come. But Shimshan didn't know that. And therefore, in the context here also, Shimshan sees that it's referring to him. The Hashem is that he has dabbled for the Yeshua. In this case, he's is going to be, to be given back his strength so that he can complete, so to speak, complete the the, the 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 job he began in his life. And this is the last point. That's a sign of a shlemas. If a person has a certain mission to do in their life and they manage to complete that, there's a certain sign of a shlemus. They were be to do what I should want them to do. And Sri said, if he's going to be able to not just randomly kill a few fish in the Ashkelon, or a thousand wisdom here whatever it is there but he'll be able to destroy the entire hierarchy of the wisdom in one God that's the Shlemus of what he was trying to do his whole life and yes he is going to die in it but the Ma'es said he he would have achieved the mission that he was meant to accomplish and that's what he does by bringing down the Ba'is Like it says that more than he killed in his lifetime and now we're going to see the Chazal tell us that for 20 years in his lifetime he protected the Kala when he was a shepherd. For 20 years after his death, he predated for to Israel too. Because the extent of the damage it did to the Vishnu was such that it took him 20 years to regroup. Over the like 20 years, the Israel was Numbers-wise, it took him 20 years to? Till... Uh, thousands of people that died. Thousands of people died, right. So his brothers and his father's family come down, they're taking from the ruins of this building, they're taken from the ruins of this building, <laughs> They went and buried him in his family plot, the Kemal Abu, as the Chazal said in his lamp turned he Shavu Ish and the infant was another 20 years after he died. Does that mean by Israel? And the question point this out. Why was it so easy for his family to go and fetch him? He was on their. Firstly, they had to excavate him. He was at the bottom of the building. There were thousands of people on top of him. Number one. And number two, the Christian right. definitely weren't happy with him after that, whatever survivors they were. <coughs> So why, then, why didn't they stop them? Why did they stopped them? Why, didn't they, why did they allow them to... Does it say that the house fell on them. The pushed them too. Does it does the, house fell on the It the uh, I mean, Thomas him. It it how did he die. die? And where, so How, he how did he, how he die? die? I don't know. It doesn't say that It was like one skylight on top of him. No, right. then he wouldn't have died. <laughs> if it obviously fell on him, if it would have crushed him. And well, we see this a number of times, Danach. And that's talk about in the Tzimun HaGeya, about know, the same idea. And that is, by a tzaddik, there was a special siyata dishmari to bring to Kavya Yisra. Even though it involved Nisim sometimes, but there was a certain special siyata dishmari that a tzaddik gives a tzaddik and it would be brought to Kavya Yisra. And we see it here also. Even though al-fidara khateva, would have been a very, very difficult thing to do. First, the Krishna would have wanted to take some at the bottom of the building. And to find him, identity, whatever it would have been, to get away with it, wouldn't have been an easy thing to do. But when it comes to a tzaddik, to get, to use is a certain said that and that we see it here also that was that he got buried, and there's also a certain sign in that of a Haskama that he died at Tzahik. exactly the same thing. He was also killed, killed himself, and he's taken away by the Perishdim, and then also they went and brought his body back. Derech Neis, and it's the same idea. It's a certain Haskama in Shemayim that since he died at Tzahik, he was brought back to Kiru, and that's the same thing as Yes, he made mistakes, he paid for his mistakes, he was punished for that. But at the end of the day, he died at static and he completed the mission he was meant to complete.